What's up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm back again with another episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'm here today with my buddy John from Casa Verde here in Cruces. Actually, we're just down the street from the shop, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> we're neighbors. Heck yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Happy yeah. to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about a few topics. Of course, we're going to talk about Casa Verde, um, but we got a couple other things to talk about. Of course, people not following the rules, getting shut down, and of course, some tax stuff. And you know, a couple more things have been coming on that side from um, that have been coming from those two different sides um, from different articles. I know that sounded terrible. Um, <laughs> Um, from those two different points, um, there's a bunch of articles that are talking about different things, but the same things, and we'll get more into that um, throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. But um, let's get into the episode now. So thank you so much for joining me today, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy to be here, man. I uh, just want to let everyone know what we're, what we're doing here. Uh, we've been only for two months, so uh, we're fresh, but we're going we're to do a lot of things here. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, and you know, pretty sure it's a long time coming. You know, you don't just like think about it, and then you open up like the next month. You know, it was a long time to, to get up and set up. How long did it take you guys? So it took us from finding the building we got. We got that in about February. Uh, we were open by uh, August. Okay. Yeah. So, so and we we didn't get our license till actually four nineteen. So we got the day before four twenty. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we we had it open on uh, August twenty second. Okay. So about four months. Yeah. So it took yeah. you know it takes a little bit. You gotta did you have to remodel and everything on the inside? We did too? remodel. Yeah, yeah. It was um. So we're off Solano. So some of the buildings are a little like a little rough. Um. So it, luckily the person that we're renting it from did remodel it on the outside. Uh, we did some things on the inside too. Uh, we built a uh, like a clear glass wall in the middle, so when you're in the lobby, you can see uh, into the showroom. Okay. Um, and then also we uh, we have a koi pond we're building as well inside. This nice. Room. That's gonna yes. be cool. Yeah, yeah it's such a little. I love koi ponds. Yeah. Yeah. Living in Hawaii for so long, the Alamoana Mall. It's like a three-story mall, but it's more like outsidey. Mm -hmm. But like in the middle, there's a bunch of koi. You know, like you know the little pond things that have yeah. koi all over the place. It's They're so super good. smart fish too. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. They'll probably outlive us too, so it's a interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love I love their their fins. They're not like a regular fish. They kind of go this way. You yeah. know, they kind of swim. They're beautiful. Um. Anyway, so let's let's talk more about Casa Verde. So, who is Casa Verde, and you know, where did the idea come from for you to you know come from California to New Mexico to start your own retail spot? So we've been. Um. So it's it's three of us. It's me, my wife, and my best friend. Mm -hmm. Um. So we we moved out here from California about a year and a half ago. Um. We knew the New Mexico market um, was going to have a good opportunity here. Um, the California market, unfortunately, um, has been a lot of up and downs. Um, I think corporate cannabis and a uh, a multitude of other things kind of ruined the market out there. Uh, we did see a new emerging market, and we wanted to use what we've learned over the last 10 to 15 years um, and help the New Mexico market out here. Um, so we moved out here. We were actually going to open up in Albuquerque. Um, we were looking around Albuquerque. There was a lot of opportunity. Uh, we didn't see like that was going to be the best fit for us. Um, funny enough, we just drove to the second biggest city in New Mexico. Uh, we drove to Las Cruces, and I'll be honest, we probably chose in about three hours. Uh, we drove around town, just felt Dang. really nice. People were so nice to us. Um, it looked like it's like the newest upcoming city because I saw so much new property. Everything mm -hmm. was starting to get cleaned up. Um, I like the area as well. Um, so that's why we that's why we chose it. You know, we've been nice. here for about a year and a half, and yeah. uh, we couldn't we would never want to leave here. It's been amazing to us. Nice, yeah. You know, and you guys kind of blend in with the scene here too. I was like, hey, you look like you could be from Cruces. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my family's from New Mexico. Yeah. Um, so I do know the New Mexico scene pretty well. I've been coming out here pretty much every summer for my whole life, uh, but never been to Las Cruces because it's a little it's a little drive down. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is like the hidden treasure of New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, for of course, a lot of foreign people are moving here. Uh, but it's not for uh, a bad reason. It's like they want to live somewhere nice. Yeah. Um, and that's just what this place is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's a very gorgeous place. You know, I grew up in Alamogordo about an hour away. Um, and, you know, we used to come here all the time. We'd come to the mall. You know, we were here constantly for sports. Yep. You know, we were playing each other all the time. Um, you know, and of course, you know, the college is here. So most of my friends end up going to college here. I joined the military. Um, but I'd come and party here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd come and party here a lot. So, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's kind of like, your New Mexico is kind of like how I am with Colorado. My dad's from Colorado originally, so I spent a lot of my summers and winters in Southern Colorado yep. hanging out there. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing. So I got the full-on feel for how it's been for Colorado since they legalized to, like, now, too. So, you know, have the uh, outlook of that. So it's a little different, you know, the way California and Colorado have gone about it. I mean, every state has been different, let's be honest, yep. um, the way they run it, especially us. We've take, I think we've taken a unique route in New Mexico. I mean, coming from California, what do you think? Oh, man, there, there's a lot more opportunity for success. And what I like is that, like, many people in the United States are, are passionate about cannabis, and everyone would dream to have their own farm, yeah. have their own dispensary, have all these own things. Unfortunately, in California, if you have those dreams, you need to have like five to ten million dollars. Yeah, and that's um, just not suitable for a lot of people, not realistic for a lot of people. One thing I like about New Mexico is I think that they do value small business a lot more than California does, mm -hmm. um, and I think that they value the farmers a lot well too. So I think um, 
that's what's good about New Mexico is I think it's it's a great opportunity for a small person to get into the industry and, and hopefully make a good future for themselves. Yeah. You know, because, you know, there's a lot of you know, little local stories where people, you know, kind of started making it. You have Caliches, yep. you know, who start out with one and then they have a few and, you know, they're in other cities now too. And then you have, um, you know, a couple of restaurants here in the city that have kind of, you know, gone to other places and stuff yep. and they're kind of spreading along. So, yeah, we really like to show that love, you know. I do see more kind of bigger places showing up, but they're kind of filling voids that we really don't have, like sandwich spots. Yep. We used to have a really good sandwich spot, like a sub place, but they ended up shutting down. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I see more sandwich spots popping up, but I'm like, ah, I mean, the city is growing, I you mean, know? I, I don't think anyone likes corporate anything. I think just what it kind of comes down to is like, even like in the cannabis space, there's just for sure corporate weed. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I've worked yeah. in corporate weed before. It yeah. kind of sucks. But at the same time, if they use their powers for good, which yeah. you don't see a lot of people do, but yeah. in like for instance, like I'll I'll pick a a, a company like Wild. Yeah, um, they do have the uh, general outlook of like corporate cannabis because yeah. they are in fourteen legal states. Uh, but what I will say like about a company with Wild is like they definitely use their money and their influence for good. Um, so they give a lot back to the people. They do very very good deals. They do a lot of community outreach. Um, also one thing I liked about them was when I moved into Las Cruces, I wanted to have like Spanish translated versions of like our material to like be able to help like people understand edible dosing. Um, and they were the only company that were down to do it, and they oh, had it like, and they had it ready. So they have yeah. like literally a breakdown of like what terpenes do, and which terpenes are in which edible, and what they're going to do to you. And I think that was just like admirable. So that's a good part of corporate cannabis. And then you also have ones where it's like you can just feel a cool experience. Yeah, and like yeah. no one wants that. Yeah, like, 100%. You know, even if it's cheap, no, everyone wants to feel like they're going to their friend. Yeah, the shopping. Hundred percent. You know, the cannabis community is you know we're really tight niche. You know, and you know we're really about community. You yep. know, and like really about the personal experience. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, you it's a lost start though. You know, it's yeah. like the, the more and more we go into like legal cannabis, it's like the more people we didn't want to be here. Yeah. You know, we're going to be in our space. Yeah. I think that's like for people that are really about this life and that have given a good part of their life to cannabis. I think it's like we have to protect this industry mm -hmm. um, because like if the farmers don't make it, um, then the retailers don't make it. And then if none of those guys make it, then corporate cannabis is going to come and buy them all out. Yeah. And before we know it, it's just going to be, you know. What we don't want to see. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and we see it in kind of other states too. They've allowed those to kind of take it over. Um, and I think New Mexico, we we really saw that, and we're like, no, because I remember, <clears throat> you know, when we were going legal, that was kind of our thing. Is like, no, we don't want corporate cannabis. And you know, for the longest time, I even touted like, well, why don't we just allow New Mexicans to open up first, and then mm -hmm. the corporate guys three, four years later, yep. you know, just that's what was supposed local. to happen in California. That yeah. was supposed to happen. Yeah. And then there's like shell companies and just ways to sneak out. Yeah, and there's, like... there's ways around it. So I think yeah. that's what the state saw. I was like, well, and, and I kind of thought about it too. It's like, well, you know, we're seeing this in California where even if you have that, they're going to find ways yep. around it. There's a loophole. And yep. the way that we wrote the law, there probably would have been some crazy loophole that, you know, someone would have lost their company to someone else, whatever. So maybe this was the better route. And it's just, you know, that was the way it is. I, I think that for the most part, they did it well. Um, I, I do think that like, you know, we could talk about it more later, but like, I definitely think like the good things they did was like, you know, they didn't allow license stacking, which yeah. I think is great, which is like, yeah. that allows people to like, have to have like, Hundred acres of weed to have like hundred acres of, of like land to have like you know fifty different licenses on that. So they grow all yeah. these crazy plants. I do like that they kept the plant count low. Um, I also <laughs> think that the unlimited license though is probably not going to help our market, mm -hmm. and that's just going to kind of eventually drive down the the price of cannabis because the more retailers there are, everyone's got to get it a little bit cheaper, yeah. and then one farmer's going to get it cheaper, and then one farmer's going to get cheaper. Um, but I think for the most part, New Mexico's got down as long as they're down to listen. You know, to us, I think it's great. Yeah, um, and, and they do for the most part. The only problem with the closer license is the the legislature since you haven't been here you know the, the whole like liquor thing mm -hmm. you know it's been a bad taste in the whole state's mouth and i just remember <clears throat> growing up how crazy that got those licenses would go up for almost a million dollars and so some people actually bought licenses on the cannabis side and now they're waiting right now for that day and i'm like ah yeah but that wasn't good for our state and no. it, like it really caused our markets to to grow slowly, you know, only the people with the biggest money were able to like oh, yeah. get in at that well, point. Well, because the, the more money you got, you can play the long term game. Yeah, and that's and that's, that's kind of what's happening right now. And, too. And, and that's what will kill it. And that's what for sure happened in California, which is like you can have companies. I won't name any for specifically, but would say that their their intention is to probably lose money for five years, mm -hmm. and they have the money to do that. We're like, hey, we can build products, which take a loss on them, but create that market share. Mm -hmm. And then the little guy can't do that. Yeah. Like now he's like, oh shit, they're selling it for that much. How are they even doing that? Yeah. It's because they're losing money on it. Yeah. And that guy can't do it. He'll be out of business in six months. Um, and I think that's like, what's what we need to protect here in New Mexico, because I think it's going to be very similar to like prohibition and alcohol, which is like the farmers are like the bootleggers and they want, the government's going to want our data yeah. and they want the farmers and the retailers to build the steps on how to create this industry mm -hmm. without them having to be a part of it. Um, I think that's why our tax rates are so high in most of these places. Um, and then once the tax rate comes, you know, to a point where it's, you can't even turn a profit yeah. anymore, these companies go to business and then 
the big guys come in, buy them out. Yeah. And then, and, and then for some reason, then the tax cuts come right after that for some reason. And to be honest, these are really good points and conversations, but, you know, we can actually tack this on oh, yeah, yeah, to the conversation we'll do a little later. Yeah, no, yeah. this is great points, and, you know, we can get onto this later. I really want to touch on you guys, I appreciate though. it. I appreciate Heck it. Heck yeah, 100%. Um, I didn't want to stop you there because those are really good points, yeah, yeah. though. I just want to save it for, you know, the conversation we got later. I'm like, oh, great. I was like, oh, crap. I got to talk yeah, about you guys. I could talk forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, well, speaking of, you know, you are very, you know, versed in everything. Um, how long have you been in the cannabis industry itself? So I've been in the cannabis industry for 12 years. Um, okay. I've been in the New Mexico cannabis industry for one year. Okay. Uh, but I started in California in 2011. Okay. And I started as a bartender. Nice. You know, I'll, yeah, I dropped out of college and I really did see the future of cannabis. Yeah. Uh, my parents didn't believe in it, but uh, <laughs> literally just went and took the most lowest job I can get. I took a bartender job, which actually is the most important job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in 12 years, I think I've worked almost every part of the industry from being a bartender to being a manager, uh, being a buyer, uh, selling wholesale cannabis, wholesale distillate. Um, so uh, the only thing I have done is grow. Okay, cool, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty big little resume you yeah. got going on there. You kind of touched every part of it, you know, except the grow. Which I mean, there's time for that. I'm not a green thumb. I think I think yeah. some people are green thumb, some people aren't. Which is yeah. not my thing. Yeah, I've been growing for ten years. You know, so yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. I've always been good at growing, so oh, yeah. it just kind of runs in the blood. But um, speaking of, are you guys planning of doing a grow at any time um, in the future? Yeah, or? I want to do a grow. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we would plan to either do like a micro in town and just do like a like a small like two hundred plant. Yeah, um, yeah. just do some like really high quality stuff mm -hmm. um i don't think it'll be personally us growing it um, what i would want to do is find a trusted operator that knows what they're doing yeah. and bring something that's just like tried and true and which is i don't want to have you know three or four seasons of uh of questionable we just want to get right to it yeah um so yeah we would like to have our growth one of these days you know that's a smart business move you know a lot of people don't think in that aspect like well i don't know how to do it either you're not going to do it or you're going to try to do it and you're going to spend all these years trying to perfect it instead of just hiring someone yep. who knows how to do it and you can just throw them in there you know yep. that's a smart business move um, and you know, that was smart of you to do that. I'm sure you saw other people make the other decision yeah. and like, Oh, I don't want to do that. You know, not so. like, 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 the reason, like, why I don't grow? Not everyone should grow. Like no, you should be growing if you're a green thumb. I don't need to be growing. Yeah. And you know, I don't have time to learn. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, there's people that grow way better than me and I'm like, you should be growing. Look yeah. at that. It's beautiful. You know? So, and we'll, we'll get to that. And actually speaking of what products do you carry at the store? And I know we have some right here in front mm -hmm. of us. You can touch on some of these, but you know, what are coming some of the products that you see, you know, really popular right now? And all yeah, that? you have a couple of ones we're really passionate about. I'll start with the first ones that we're, we're kind of exclusive here too. Um, we do carry Carver family farms. Um, there are micro That's businesses out of Albuquerque. Um, we're, oh, we're very, we're very lucky to uh, be able to work with them. They have uh, no-till living soil. Uh, flour. We have rosin edibles. We have rosin, rosin carts. Uh, they do one-to-one -one tinctures, one-to-one-to-one -to -one -to -one tinctures. Um, love those guys. Uh, we also have Alto Cannabis. Um, they're out of Espanola, small micro-bro. Those guys really know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, probably some of the best small batch stuff in the state right now. Um, very passionate about those guys. We love Green Fuego as well. Yeah. Um, and then I also brought some Freyer Farms and some High Noon. Uh, okay. Freyer Farms are also exclusive here in Las Cruces. Um, that's probably one of the most passionate people I've seen uh, about cannabis. Um, he's really doing it for the people. Um, the genetics he, he breeds are really about just very unique. You, you can just tell like when you smoke it, it's like 10 out of 10 nose, 10 out of 10 look, and then it smokes just like it looks. Yeah. Uh, which is very rare these days. Yeah. It has a very natural look, um, to it right here is, uh, can you see it good, Gino? There you go. All right. Yeah. It smells good. Um, very dark colored, you know, yeah, like that's, that's the Bay purple. area truffles. Um, so that's a uh, white truffles times, that flavor, which is Project Four Five One Six, and I think Lemon Cookies, or I'm probably butchering it, but I think it's something like that. Uh, we also have High Noon. Okay. Uh, they're a small grow out of Clovis. Uh, they do some. They also do. I think they do. Is that the High Noon Colt? High Noon Colt. Yeah. Okay, cool. They were yeah. in Sunland Park last year. Yeah, week. dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, that guy's got some great stuff too. The genetics they bring, like, you can tell when the cultivators just have like true genetics, and yeah. all these dudes, they really care about genetics they work with. So it's like I couldn't speak more highly about them. Um, also, we love farmers. Uh, we carry the farmers' edibles. Um, they do some of the cleanest, cleanest edibles out there. Um, I mean, everything we have in store, I think, is amazing. I could say nice, I could yeah. talk for hours about that stuff, but these are the most important ones that I really care about. Yeah, and you guys, it seems like you guys have a really good selection of you know stuff that's around the state that you know um, is really out there and up and coming. Even yep. you know stuff that you know like Alto. You know, I'm starting to see it more and more and mm -hmm. more. You know, in other places. You know, and Zach's doing a great job. So shout out to you. He was actually on the show last week. Um, I mentioned that earlier, and you know, I saw the, the container. I was like, oh yeah. Of course you got this. That's good. Yeah. Um, so that's great. I mean, what are some other products that you have in the store that, you know, we, we are showcasing right here that are your, kind of your favorite? Oh, my favorites. I mean, so I definitely spoke about farmers. Um, I'll say one more thing about them is um, it's probably the cleanest kitchen I've ever seen in my life. Oh, cool. Um, so like, that's one thing, like I always make sure I like, stress when like I'm, I'm helping people out with this is that like 
you could like eat food off the ground of this guy's kitchen. Yeah. And it's like sterile, it's clean. Yeah. And when we visited it, they didn't know we were coming. Yeah. So it was like a random day and they yeah. keep it to a really, really nice standard. Really like them. I'm a huge fan of wild edibles. Mm -hmm. um, they're very compassionate. Um, I like that they're real fruit. Um, they have a lot of different types of like mixtures of like subcannabinoids and, and, and different types of effects. Big, big fan of them. Um, I'm trying to think who else I really like. Um, oh, Goldfish Farms. Okay. Start carrying them. Yeah, shout uh, out to them. Yeah, they're, they're a small little spot out of, uh, I think, out of Socorro. Mm -hmm. And what I like about them is that they highlight all of the smaller farmers they work with. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes people will buy fresh frozen, wash it, make hash, and then it's like, this is my hash. Like, yeah. I did this. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you did that, but if you didn't grow the weed, like, yeah. you know, shout out the farmer. Yeah, and uh, that's what we do at Cruces Craft. Yeah. We always make sure the farm is on there. Yeah, shout out the us. farmer. I love yeah. it. And that's it's what not they, us, they we're shouting them out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, I love Cruces Craft. We have Cruces Craft inside our store as well. Awesome. That, that's without that's without a doubt. Um, let's see, man. What else, man? I mean, it's all good. I mean, we have, we have Daft. Uh, Daft is really good flower. I like them a lot. Um, uh, we started carrying some Green Paradise as well around Southern okay. Park. Yeah, I know yeah. those guys. We keep it fresh. I'll be honest. Uh, every week, we're out there searching for really good quality stuff. Um, so we bring it in in small batches. And it's like we're either in Española, Santa Fe, Albuquerque. Like, we're out there going for it. We know yeah. it's not going to come to our door. Uh, we will search for that small batch stuff all the time. Nice, yeah. You know, it's it's always interesting to see what new little farms there are because you know I was at that Sunland Park pop up, and there's some farms I never heard of yeah. before. And so like the High Noon Colt, that was the first time I ever ran into. Oh yeah, them. that was the first time I ever heard of them. You know, we got to we actually set up right next to them. Oh yeah, and yeah, so yeah. You know, we got to hang out pretty much the whole event. You know, got to talk to them and everything. Yeah. And you know, you had some really good weed. Yeah, you can so, you can tell when someone's about it. Like yeah, it's like the, the quality is like right there. Like the only thing I get scared about is when sometimes weed's too pretty. Sometimes it doesn't like burn right. Yeah, and like Frayer. And all these dudes here, it's like they grow like aesthetically perfect weed and it just smells perfect. Yeah. It's like, that's how it's supposed to be. It is. You know, we're in a legal market. And you know what? I feel like New Mexico, you know, we're getting better quality cannabis than when it was on the can on the medical side. Because I've been a patient in this industry since 2013. Yeah. And so, you know, I've seen it go from super booth, which is now a, a cute name that everyone uses. Oh, for this, oh this, was, this was actually booth back yeah, like, then. Like, <laughs> like, actually Reggie. You know, like, like super, literally boofy yeah. shit. Not like the good yeah. booth. Um, so yeah, it was like really mids, uh, subpar stuff, you know, and it stayed like that for the longest time. And now we're kind of seeing it get better. And I called this for the longest time. I said, you know, if the, when we allow more people, cause we only had 30 something producers, mm -hmm. you know, and there's some people in producer wise and business wise that want to get back to that kind of idea. And I'm like, no, that didn't work for us. That caused so many issues. Oh my God. Cause yeah. you know, we're such a rural state. We're so yep. spread out, you know, that that model didn't work. Um, having yeah. just a few producers just for everybody, I'm like, no, because well, that, that that means that means no, that makes no competition. And I think yeah. that like the more the more cultivators you have, they're just like, you know, like last year, let's say you take the first year of legal cannabis, it's like there was a, of course amazing cultivars and great people, you know, producing great weed, but also at the same time, like you could get away with selling mid tier weed just because it's newly legal yeah. and all that stuff. So I think that a lot of people. You know, didn't understand that, like, yo, give it like a year or two, mm -hmm. and a lot more people are going to come to the state yep. that know what they're doing. And sometimes they're from New Mexico, sometimes they're not. It doesn't really matter um, as long as the people are getting the best quality cannabis. At the end of the day, that's really what matters. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, you know, may the best business win at the end yep. of the day, too. You know, yep. and that's that's really what it goes down to. And speaking of getting back to the to the business, what, and I'm sure the listeners are really going to, you know, appreciate this one. What kind of discounts do you guys offer? Oh, yeah, we love discounts, man. We do. Um, so, first off, one thing that we do. Um, is that we eat the sales tax on everything. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're taking, we're eating the 20% uh, between the excise, the city, and the state. Holy shit. Um, so without a doubt, I believe we have the cheapest prices in town. Okay. Uh, we also offer 10% uh, off to student, 10% uh, off to uh, um, like, uh, like emergency response workers. Uh, if it's uh, um, indigenous, we do indigenous 10% as well. Um, we also do 30% off for terminal. Um, oh, so okay. if you are like terminal cancer or anything like terminal disease, uh, we'll pretty much give you the weed for free. Cause, so uh, you guys are really all about patients too. Oh, all about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I appreciate that's, that. that's what we started on is like, it was yeah. a compassionate program. Yeah. Um, and of course it's legal now, so everyone's going to make their money. There's, there's a lot of overhead. Um, but I think that we can't forget about the medical patients. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of medical patients in New Mexico, a lot more in Las Cruces than I anticipated actually. Um, so we're here to give them like, we don't need to be making the most on medical items. Yeah. Like that's really not why we're here. Um, that we really just want to help people. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's still money to be made with helping people without taking advantage of them. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's great that you say that because the, the actual law or medical cannabis law is actually called the Lennon Aaron compassionate use act. And yeah. the compassionate part was kind of lost at, at a long time oh, yeah. ago. So I'm glad that, you know, you guys are picking it up and you're actually bringing the compassionate part. That's actually in the name of the law yep. and the spirit of it. So that's actually really honorable of you guys. Yeah, man. It's um, I don't think that we should be making like recreational markups mm -hmm. on medical items. Um, you know, of course everyone needs to make money to stay afloat. Like, you know, we can't provide medical if our retail goes down. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like 
we see probably like 30% of 30 or 40% of our people are probably medical that come in. Yeah. Um, we make sure that we're, we're definitely trying to make at least on it. I want to make sure they walk out happy and that they don't feel that like they can't sustain themselves medically anymore. Yeah. Nice. You know, I'm interested to see the cells, you know, because most um, dispensary cells, you see the rec cells up here in the medical under it. I'm interested to see if yeah. it goes like this for you guys. You I've know. seen a lot of medical sales in Las Cruces. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we I worked really hard back in the day to, you know, to help people get their medical cannabis cards and to let them even know that medical cannabis is a thing in New Mexico. Because for some reason, it was only Albuquerque that, like, knew, it felt like anyway, that medical cannabis was a thing in New Mexico. Southern New Mexico, we were so stuck in the past with certain yep. things. And, you know, the way that they wrote the law initially you know, didn't really help, you know, so strict and everything oh, yeah. here. You can um, like, you can like, if you accidentally got out of your hand to someone else, it's like super legal. You can't smoke a joint near someone. And like, I heard yeah, you could even like, share a joint with another patient. Yeah. You know, like if we had a both medical cannabis card, I had a joint, I couldn't give it to you. We had to yeah. have our own joints. It was, right. it was ridiculous. So, you know, I'm glad that things changed around 2018, 2019. Um, and so that was, that was really nice because there was a lot of work that went into it advocacy wise, you know, and I'm glad that the state did listen to a lot of, you know, our, um, our uh, suggestions and stuff like that because right. you know i was on the sm 105 um task force and one of my things was uh, consumption lounges yep. um consumption lounges was my baby so a lot of the language with that went into the to the bill and everything so that right. was pretty cool to see i'm also really glad they didn't cap medical uh, edibles at 100 milligrams oh, God, that's one thing california didn't like yeah. like you know it's just like 100 milligrams like yo that's it sucks like yeah, you, know, it you think about it, it's like that's too much sugar content yeah. to be able to get the medicine you really want so i'm yeah. really glad that mexico did that yeah because you know you have people that cancer patients you know they, they kind of have to take a lot um so 10 packs know, of gummies is not good yeah no sugar. you know like if you can get like a 300 milligram you know same package kind for 100 milligram yeah. you know that's a lot better for them you know oh, yeah. they don't care if it tastes you know whatever they're trying to get the medicinal aspect yeah. of it you know so 100 percent um so you were talking about you know at the beginning with your company who else is involved you said your your girlfriend or your wife it's or? my wife yeah my yeah. wife desiree she's the uh, cmo chief marketing officer and then my uh business partner anthony he's the uh chief operating officer awesome so all three of you kind of just you know man down the fort by yourselves yeah huh? we've um yeah so we um all of us have at least like 10 to 12 years campus experience okay um you know anthony's been doing uh retail uh sales director jobs uh in campus retails forever mm -hmm. um i've done i've done uh procurement for retails i've done bulk sales uh, my wife Desiree is really, really good at marketing, um, so I think we all kind of bring a little something different to the table. Um, one thing I know for sure is that we're very good at running retails. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, and you guys have a lot of experience, and it looks like you guys have all your little niches that kind of come together, you know, and you know, make it, you know, the, the Megatron. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I that. I that. yeah, 100%. So, what made you pick that spot? You know, because I've been there, you know, real nice spot. You guys did do an amazing job on the inside. I can't wait to see the Koi Pond, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what made you pick that one here in town? Was it like the, the main access road, or was it just kind of. We, we always wanted to be off Solano. Okay. Uh, one for the traffic. I like the traffic. Um, I do like that there were some surrounding neighborhoods in there. Um, so, I've always thought it'd be really nice to like. If there was like neighborhoods close to our dispensary that we could like help out neighborhoods, do initiatives, do park cleanups, uh, you know, maybe like do some like toy drives and stuff for Thanksgiving. I want to be able to like actually help the local neighborhood. Of course, we want to help this whole city of Las Cruces, that's without a doubt. Uh, but I also do like interacting with like the locals, like the real, real locals over there. Um, and we got very lucky with that location. Um, yeah. We were looking at some other locations on Solano and um, they weren't in the best condition. And then that one just came on the market. Um, we got very lucky with it and we're really blessed to be there. Nice. Yeah. You know, it is a really nice little one. I remember driving by and it just kind of popped up one day. I'm like, oh, another one? Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of like, who's D that? DJ Khaled, another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another one. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, yeah. And in, speaking of, you know, with, with you guys trying to do stuff for the community, you know, you came to the industry sesh town hall. Yeah. You know, and that was great. You know, I, I went in person and met you guys. And of course, I knew you guys were going to be on the show eventually because that was mm -hmm. scheduled. But, you know, it was really great to see touch face touch base you know see you guys face to face and you know really hear who you are and that's one reason why i started this show so that way we can get more of a personal experience of you know the owners and the people yep. in this industry um so you know you're open to sharing your experiences here and actually your experiences all together you know yep. because it's not really majority of it isn't in new mexico it's in yep. another state so you yep. come from something else and that's great you can bring something else to another state and bring that experience here um, but what, what else do you have planned on participating wise, industry wise? Cause I'm community wise, you know, you guys are doing all kinds of stuff. What kind of stuff do you want to do with the industry to participate? I mean, I'm, I'm down to share, like, I, I think first off, we should all listen to each other. Um, so when I go to those events, like my main focus is like one, I want to speak my truth. Yeah. Um, and then two is I want to listen to other people. Um, yeah. I think we really need to listen to each other. Um, I also don't think that there's like any type of like gatekeeping in like cannabis. There's no room for that. Um, yeah. so no one learned what they learned by themselves. Yeah. It's not like everything I've learned is like, oh, this is all my information that only I learned and I looked it up and shit like that. It's like, we all learn from someone else. 
Um, so I wouldn't know anything without my mentors. Um, I'm hoping that I get to mentor some people one day. Um, so my, my goal would be to help other people um, understand um, kind of like what we need to do to survive. Uh, we are in a fresh market here. Um, I've seen what can happen in California where if we don't play our cards right, um, you know, it can all go down. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely about it. Like I really want to see the whole industry make it, um, especially the farmers. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always transparent. I try to work with people. Um, I'm not here to like haggle like farmers and stuff like that. Like I want to make them the most that they yeah. can. Um, but really though, it's just, I want to listen to people and I'll give them any, anything I got. They're down to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of the business owners, you know, they don't want to go to like city council hearings. They don't want to go to like CCD stuff or Santa Fe on cannabis day. Got to do these you know, things. Yeah. That's, that's like a part of being in the industry is we kind of all have to do that. Do our due diligence. Oh yeah. I mean, cause I mean like, what are we like, are we going to be so ignorant to think that like, all right, government's got it. Yeah. Like, all right, city council's got it. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they like, you know, they're all, they're all weed smokers. They've all been yeah. selling weed their whole life and same with the government too. They've always yeah. sold, they really don't understand it. Um, really all they really want from us is money, um, which is great. Like, I think we should be taxed. It's got to happen, you yeah. know, or else they wouldn't be doing this for us. But um, it is our our duty to be able to educate our representatives uh, because 99.9% .9 of these people don't understand the simple nuances of what it takes to make sure this industry survives. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to be able to, you know, say these things to them, hopefully in like a, in a calm manner. Um, you know, yeah. no, no government's perfect. And I think they're probably doing probably messing up more than doing good. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact that they listen, and I think we have a smaller state here that we can kind of like convince them to do what we want. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes in California, it's a lost cause. It's like too many politicians have been like pocketed too much cash. So it's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think we have a, a way better chance out here. I've had, you know, that's, you know, that's funny you say that. There's been a few people from California that have actually told me like, and actually are shocked that like, your politicians actually listen, listen to you guys there. I'm like, I was like, there's only <laughs> two million people here. They don't really have a choice. Oh, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> even, even opening a business, like if you're, if you're trying to be a small business owner in like LA. Yeah. It's like, you know, like those, those inspectors, I deal with just a, a whole mess of shit. Yeah. And it's like to be a small business owner in a big city like that, it's, it's very intimidating. Uh, one thing I will like, I will say about Las Cruces is like, they were like very open, uh, very easy. I've never been able to communicate with like a city so easily in my life. And it yeah. was really refreshing. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, even with our state government and the, you know, our state representatives, I mean, I have a couple of state representatives on my Facebook, yep. you know, like, you know, like the CCD answers, like they're cool. Like, yeah, they're cool. yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, they walk around with like weed socks and stuff. They got like weed lanyards, like, Hey, what's up guys? You oh, know, yeah. and they're really there to, to help you. You know, they're not trying to screw you over, you know, like if you're not following the rules, the laws, and you're just being a jackass, then I mean, of course they're going to come down on you, but, but they're trying, they, yeah. they care. Like I, was, yeah. like I was telling you earlier, like one of the, uh, like in California, I would be very, very scared of like the DCC agents. Like they're very intimidating and they kind of like they hustle. Yeah. But out here, like our, our local person, like they came in and inspected us. Like we were very freshly open. Like we just opened up. And the first thing she said when she walked in was like, Hey, listen, like I'm not here to shut down a small business. Like I'm here to help you become more compliant. So you and, like right there. I'll, oh yeah. We got inspected six days open. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for sure a little quicker than we were inspected yeah, uh, yeah. that we expected. But, um, the experience, even though it was a long experience, um, it was a very like, non-intimidating experience yeah um so not nothing would have ever been used to yeah um it was really nice i feel like she actually cared um to see us do better and we obviously listened exactly which is what she did so we had yeah. a, a list of things we did them emailed them back got it all done um so i was uh, had a very good visit it was nice nice you know and you know that's great that you tell that because you know there's a lot of new business owners out there who are probably shitting bricks right now like yeah. oh my god the ccd is going to come one day they're going to come down on me they're going to crack the whip whatever it is you know, like well, the nervous ones are the guys that are doing the illegal things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we weren't nervous. It was just more uh, uh, unsuspected. Yeah. Uh, but they definitely broke that uh, broke it down really easy for us. So it was like it was cool. It's great when you know when they're able to break it down Barney style because you know I love it when you're people are able to break it down Barney style. It just yeah. makes it easier to understand. That yeah. way, moving on, there'll be no more issues and I can just fix it. Yep. You know, and now I know and I learned something. You yep. know, and you know we all learn something from the mistakes that we make. Hopefully. Yeah. You hopefully. know. Um, cool. So do you have any events coming up or anything planned for you know uh, the business or mm -hmm. anything like that? Uh, so we're for sure going to be at Hash and Hetty's. Okay. Uh, we're sponsoring Hash and Hetty's in Rio Doso, December 16th, December 17th. Okay. Uh, we're going to have very, very good deals there. Obviously, we're not selling anything there, but we're going to be doing a lot of raffles. Uh, we're going to have a lot of exclusive merch. Uh, we're going to have like Freyer, uh, hopefully Alto. Um, we're thinking about having some concentrate, like maybe Carver, or like Z Labs there as well. Nice. Uh, so we just want to make sure like we make that experience like a very, very special experience for people there. Uh, we also are planning a uh, meet and greet with Mexican OT okay. in January. Yeah. Um, so we're that's where we haven't uh, picked the date yet for our grand opening, but we are going to have a chicken. We are going to have a chicken. We're going to have a chicken. All right. Uh, we're going to have a chicken, maybe a couple chickens. I know okay. you said you're going to give me one. Yep. Yeah. Um, I got five. And, yeah. <laughs> I got five on it. Um, and we also want, we want to do uh, like some cowboy hats. Yeah. Like some like Casa Verde cowboy hats and make we'll sign the cowboy hats and stuff. So, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're doing that. Uh, we don't know the exact date, but it will be in January. And then we're also planning some like, some kind of like exclusive like tasting sessions 
Um, and we have a second unit um, that's a private unit. Okay. And we want to do things with like we bring Freyer down or Carver down or Alto. We, like if they have a plant they're working on that's like you know I have a Pino that like you know I haven't released yet. We want to mm -hmm. bring down you know maybe a couple ounces. Uh, we want to have like ten people an hour and be able to like sit there and like you know taste some new flower. Uh, be able to Q and A with with the farmer. Uh, get a little T shirt. A get little a lunch. Channel, yeah. yeah, and it's like you know of course everyone likes the customer appreciation days where you get to see the the guy inside the dispensary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we want to try to create some more like intimate experiences. Uh, where people really get to like meet the farmer, get to meet the yeah. extractor, meet the edible maker, um, asking questions they've always been you know wondering about, and yeah. I, think it, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, you know, and I, sometimes I, I guess I take for what I do for granted because I get to meet all these guys, you know, yeah. and like I get to get the personal. So you know, the general public doesn't really get to you know experience the same thing that I do. Yeah. You know, if they watch the show, they kind of get a glimpse. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, and if you, um, like, if you like the farmer, you love the weed then. So yeah, if, exactly. If you already love the weed, you're like, and you got to meet the guy. You're like, yeah, dude, that's the guy growing it. Yeah, exactly. Or that's the girl growing it. Like, he's not like, some Brad or Chad, special. you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it all the time, especially yeah. being in this fucking industry. That, that's it. That's, that's a tough one, man. That's yeah. A, someone ruined it for you. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> like, in the army, it was just everywhere. I couldn't get away from it. I was like, oh, you're a brown guy with the name Chad. That sucks for you. And I'm like, people can say my name though. Yep, yep, <laughs> so, yep. you know it's it's all kind of ways you know i've, I've gotten it my whole life so it, it is what it is you know they just decided to use that one um so i just feel like there's other names that could use like i don't know gordon <laughs> yeah i think uh i think what was it was like two years ago i think like not one person was like named karen yeah like it was like like no one named their, their, their child karen yeah, like, yeah. it's just a risky name right now yeah, it's like, like, ah, <laughs> like even knowing someone karen it's like okay karen yeah <laughs> you know they wake up like i gotta be nice today damn it i can't be a bitch like right no. right <laughs> So beside the koi fish, you know, what other plans do you have for the shop? Uh, you know what? We just want to, we want to put some more art in there. Okay. Um, so I want to have some like local art. Uh, we really want to do a mural on our back wall. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to have a mural that kind of becomes like an iconic, like Las Cruces piece. Mm -hmm. um, so we're thinking of like doing something that's just like, if you're driving by, even if you don't like weed, you're going to see that mural on our back wall. And yeah. I got to pull over and take a picture in front of that. Are you guys going to keep it New Mexico style? Because if, I don't know if you've noticed, if you go to certain places or a lot of places, you can buy the art right off the wall. Are you yeah, guys yeah. going to allow that too? Like you have the prices on it? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I definitely like a couple of New Mexico artists though. So we have like some Pudding Head uh, okay. artists who's out of Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, I also want to pull, they do some cool like old cowboy art in there, like making some like really kid stuff. Yeah. Um, a big dream would be like on our front, um, I want to put like a stagecoach. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like that's a, dope. Yeah, so yeah. The, the people will not take advantage of it, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Billy the Kid history down here, so yeah. you know, like it's it, you know, I grew up in Billy the Kid country um, yeah. in the area, so yeah, that's that's definitely. I'm glad you guys are doing that. You know, yeah, so that's that's, definitely, that's our plans. Um, so far, I mean, the, the store is really nice on the inside. Um, the only thing we want to put is like koi pond. We'll have that ready in January. Nice. Yeah. So you guys can spruce it up. Awesome. I can't yeah, wait to see you know everything's going on. So yeah. where can people find Casa Verde like in Cruces, you know, in Cruces and online, you know, like social media. And so all I mean, we're, so we're at 795 South Solano next to the trampoline park, uh, Sky Jump. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Casa Verde Las Cruces. Uh, we're on Weed Maps. We're on Facebook. And we are on Google. Awesome. So you guys right. are found all over the you place. Can find us. You can find us. It's not hard to find us. Heck yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I'll try to get that on the, in the description for you guys too so you can find get the links and everything. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on the show with me and I can't wait to, you know, continue on with some of the conversations we were talking about earlier. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate it and, you know, Casa Verde everyone. So thank you. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate um, it. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next topics. Um, I really wanted to talk about these ones because it's weird that these articles are different but then they have something to do with each other. So um, First off, it looks like the regulators or the CCD and the, the police, they really want more control. And when I say control, they just want to be able to regulate the industry correctly on how they should. And I agree. Um, last year when they were pitching, you know, oh, we need to have the authority for this and this. And I was like, why? Why do you need this and this? But now I'm like, okay, they need to be able to go in and if someone's doing something bad, they need to be able to take action almost right away. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like if someone is selling moldy weed or if they're selling out-of-state weed, they need to be going and shut them down right away. Oh, yeah. You know, they sh that should be the kind of power they have. Now, we need to be careful when we give them that power because, yep. of course, any power can be, you know, abused. Yep. But, you know, I do agree that, yeah, that CCD does need to have more power to shut these places down that aren't being honorable um, because that's one of the reasons why we're so overly saturated too, is because under regulation, mm -hmm. um, you know, these places that are, I've been to some of them. I'm like, how are you open? Yeah, dude, that, that, that's a big problem. And like, I, I, I can't speak from anywhere of like uncompliance. I don't understand that. But I, I, I think that one thing the CCD could do is they need to be a little harsher with their, uh, uh with their punishment. Yeah. So it's like, the, the problem is like, okay, there was like low entrance fee into the market. So it, it doesn't cost much to get a license. Um, yeah. so I think they're kind of like ratioing it. To yeah. like what the punishment is but yeah. it's like you know if someone like is bringing in like out of state we don't charge don't find them a thousand dollars yeah like that doesn't give anyone incentive to like not do it anymore yeah it's like i feel like the punishments are so weak that it's not it's not scaring people yeah. you know enough to like 
to follow the rules. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is that like our industry will always have problems because it's always going to be a mix of people. Yeah. There's always going to be enough people doing the right thing. There's always going to be a bunch of people doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And that makes it hard for the people doing the right thing to make money. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think they need to be a little more on top of it. They need to enforce it harder. No, 100%. You know, the, that's what they're saying is, you know, the law needs to change first for them to be able to do that. Got so, it. So, you know, I agree because sometimes like, okay, you know, we'll call the CCD. Like, say if there's an illegal dispensary, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't fall under the CCD. It falls under the police because the CCD only goes after licensed entities. Yeah. They can't go after non-licensed entities. So that's one way that those uh, guys have been able to skate under the radar for so long because there's not that working togetherness of the CCD and the police um, where both can go in because the CCD could go in and be like, well, where's your license at, et cetera, et cetera, this and that, and then shut them down from there. But they can't do that right now. Yeah, I would definitely want – I, I mean, if I was a CCD, I'd definitely want a cop coming with me to shut down someone. Yeah, me like, too. Especially yeah. if it's a legal location. Like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to be going there, like, sending in, like, you know, nice little girl, and they're like, hey, you yeah. guys can't be here, and then, like, yeah. you know, then they're fucked. It's like uh, I think that's definitely, like – they should be working hand in hand. I don't think that we should be giving like the cops authority to like handle shit on their own, but definitely they need to work hand in hand and like they should be tackling things like together. Yeah, I think so because the CCD, what it looked like they wanted to do at first was have compliance actual officers. Yeah. So they would be peace officers doing the job of the CCD. Yeah. Um, so it would be a faster probably thing, you know, when it comes to it, but then you have to either take officers and train them on the cannabis side or take a cannabis person and train them on the officer side when you can just take both and just send them together. Yeah, you know? yeah I don't think, I don't know, weed cops sound a little scary. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Yeah. No, weed and cops <laughs> doesn't go together. Yeah, so, you know, if you have the CCD and a cop, that yeah. makes a little more sense or to me. Or if you sound like yeah. some, like, super loose dude, like a total stoner, like, <laughs> like, hey, bro, you can't be, like, doing this, bro. <laughs> it's like, look, normally, man, you know, you'd get, like, fined for this, but, like... But let it slide. Yeah, yeah. just this one time, though, okay? All right, all right. I'll see you guys later. Pass him the, the joint leaves, like... Yeah, yeah, you know, so, yeah, it, it kind of, that worries me, too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I trust the state to do a better job in hiring when, when it comes to that aspect, but... Um, yeah, that, that seems like it could go south really quick. Um, and it could go both ways. That's what I'm saying. We have to be careful on the power that we do give them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying we because if you guys didn't know, our um, legislators, they work for votes. And if we don't like what they're doing, we can vote them out. And so it's a good idea to tell them what we want. And right. so, you know, we, we do that by contacting our representatives. And here in New Mexico, it's actually really easy. You know, you can actually email them. Sometimes they respond on Twitter. Oh, that's you know, crazy. That, that's why wow. I tag them all the time on Twitter. Wow. that's crazy yeah my my freaking cotton mouth right now but but yeah so to me this just seems like you know a a a no duh but it's just really the the legislators are um not the legislators excuse me these are the regulators um and the police you know really getting together like hey look because the police are even like look you know if someone sells cannabis you know a non you know licensed person you know it's just a misdemeanor but if you have more than eight ounces it's a fourth degree felony and i'm kind of like that is kind of weird yeah. You know, like, I feel like it could be the other way around. Like, you know, like I should be able to possess how, because at home you can possess however much you want, yep. you know? So I kind of feel it should be kind of flipped the other way around. Like if you're selling it illegally, you know, it should be kind of more harsher punishment, you know? And, well, I, I heard in like Albuquerque, they were trying to like ban people from growing. Yeah. You know yeah. There was a, there was a city council member who introduced that and uh, <laughs> it wasn't very popular and oh, it got, it didn't even make the, the schedule or the, yeah. the agenda. So yeah. Maybe like just have, maybe have less weed shops. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's slowly changing, you know, the number's going down. We're kind of doing this thing right now, but every, if it does go up, it doesn't go up as where it was, and then it just goes back down. So we're seeing a trend of downwards, but we'll see. We've only been 18 months in this, so, you know, it's still still a new industry here, and we're kind of on a sped-up timeline, and I say that a lot because we are. You know, I've watched all these other states since, you know, they've gone legal, and it took them a few years to get kind of where we are with, you know, our timeline, you know, like maybe three or four years, and, you know, it's 18 months, and I'm like, holy shit, that's fast. You know, oh, yeah, so. when California first went legal, there wasn't even like metric wasn't even in place yet. Yeah, exactly. It was, like it was like legal, but it's like you know we're still doing like hand hand paper receipts. Yeah. So it was, yeah, New Mexico definitely like kind of took it and went right with it. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know another thing with the the regulator thing, they also want to have powers to destroy the cannabis. So if they confiscate cannabis, they don't really have a way to destroy it or anything in the law that allows them to. Mm. So you know, and I agree because if they go to a grow and it's illegal or they have more plants than they should have. You know, you can't really trust that person to destroy it, you know, no. because they're just going to ship it on a truck out of state um, or, you know, do something with it. So they should be able to take those plants and destroy it. Do they have like third party, like cannabis destroyer? No, no, that's a good idea. They have, they have those in California. It's called, like, it's called like Gaiaca or something like that. And it's a uh, literally a company that comes up to your like grow or your like dispensary. Mm-hmm. And when you have weed, that's like, you know, samples that you have to get waste of, they literally come in and they, they put like 
like cement and like cat litter and like toothpaste, and they have like a formula of shit they blend it in with. So it's like literally like onion skin. Oh wow! And it's like a third-party company that comes and takes it for you. Yeah, and it's just like interesting. Yeah, yeah, because here in the state, you know, with with unusables, you're supposed to compost it. Yeah, you know, like with the dirt. And you know, I've been to farms where they have a big old mound of unusable unusable shit, and I'm like, this seems a little weird. So yeah, yeah I kind of feel that you know, a business like that should be allowed. I don't know. I mean, I don't see why not. You know, if you render it unusable, you yeah. know, why a business like that shouldn't be around. But you know, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, because it is medicine. So like, once it's been like tampered with, like you definitely don't want to be like. Definitely can't give that shit out to people. Like, yeah. Can't be giving that out. Like, yeah, no, I'm sure some shops smoke it, but at the end of the day, they should have someone that just like comes in, third party, takes care of it. Yeah. Takes off your hands, no liability. Yeah. And right now, you know, business would be a booming because they're finding, you know, these illegal grows. Yeah. You know, they're not just finding them like, you know, in the cities or, you know, just places that have a license that, you know, is, you know, growing more. These are actual illegal grows that, you know, they're found sometimes so they could do both the legal illegal plants and the illegal illegal plants. oh yeah i, th I think the farm, <laughs> the farm build kind of like made it so like outdoor growers could like grow like all this freaking hemp yeah and then like let's just put like a little bit of weed in the middle yeah, yeah like yeah, oh yeah. just on this row right here you yeah. know i'll have some real weed right here they're probably gonna find out and then hot hemp was a thing for a long time oh, I don't yeah. Mean, yeah hot oh, hemp yeah. was was hot for a hot minute so uh, uh, yeah because like, at that point it's like like no one could even tell the difference between like outdoor and hemp yeah and it's like you know no one's really smoking it it's uh that's tough yeah no it is because you know it it looks freaking the same yeah and you know the only difference that you know it is is just a little bit of tc difference that's it yeah it, <laughs> one's, it's like the difference between green chili and red chili you know yep. like one's just more mature than the other yeah you know it's really what it is that's the difference between the hemp these days because you know you have an actual hemp plant but they defined hemp legally as anything under 0.3 percent yep. um of thc and so that could be any cannabis plant under 0.3%. So if you pick it early, you're going to be under that threshold. And then they found a way around that uh -huh. by the THCA. Yeah, I was literally about yeah. to say that, man. The I've been seeing that pop up. I recently. saw that coming on your face. I saw it on your face. I was like, yeah. I, I know it's. I know what he's thinking of. Dude, they, um, they, they, they got that down because it's like that's like all of it is THCA. Yeah. So it's like like all the weed we have is THCA. Yeah. And then you smoke it, then the THC converts to THC. Yeah. So it's like it's a, a very. Uh, they're, they're definitely. That's about. That's probably what's going to ruin it for the farm bill. My guess is that they're like, you know, the Delta 8, like, all right, whatever. The CB, like, ah, oh, whatever. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Even like the new ones, like the HHC, yeah, the, yeah. the TCO acetate, like, all right, kind of pushing it, whatever. And now we're going, all right, THCA, like, all right, you fuckers, like, yeah. you ruined it. Like, we're yeah. shutting this shit down. It's like, like no, <laughs> no, can't do it no more. Because if you guys don't know, you know, THC before it becomes THC, it's actually THCA, and the A stands for acid. And when you heat it up to a certain temperature, that acid goes away, and then you're left with THC, and then it thus becomes psychoactive. Before that, it's actually not psychoactive. Yep. Um, so you can't like eat weed and get high. Yeah, yeah. So you if know? you like munch on it, now there is a little bit of activated cannabis usually in there when it's in the flower, and it's not very much. And normally, it's under that 0.3% threshold, especially if it's hemp. Um, so keep that in mind. So yeah, you can't really eat it, you know, raw form and get high. That's why when you make edibles, you have to actually activate the cannabis flower before you infuse it or else you're not going to feel anything. But then, I guess they're, they're going with the, uh, I guess only THC is illegal. Yeah. 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 You know, so like yeah. THCA, yeah. they got to write like, a whole new bill. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? like, a, the AM means acid. That's not THC. You know, I'm, like, I'm going to guess like six months or like to a year this shit comes to a halt. Yeah. Cause I think like, I mean, us personally too, like I would love to see the end of gas station weed. Oh, me too, dude. But like, you know, I'm it's so like, tired of that. It, it, it really puts a bad stigma on cannabis because, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know personally because I'm not in that part of the industry, but I just don't think it's regulated. Yeah, as tough as normal cannabis is. Yeah. Um. So, like, I don't know if those have a bunch of heavy metals in them. I don't yeah. know if they have a bunch of pesticides. Like, we really don't know. Um. So yeah, I think that's a that, that I would love to see that come to a halt. Yeah, because I mean, even like tobacco vapes from the gas station can be sketched sometimes. You know, oh, yeah. like you know, like it, it, think about it. You know, I'm talking to the audience, you know, like, don't buy your weed from the gas station is what I'm trying to say. Um, or your blinkers, you know, like, no. don't don't be getting that stuff from the gas station, Delta 8, O, 10, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, you know, this kind of goes back to, you know, the them being able to uh, shut these places down. The RLD is also asking lawmakers, hey, we need more authority to be yeah. able to shut these places down. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get back to the, the conversation at hand because, you know, there's a lot of good points in this, but um, keep us on track. Uh, so sometimes they're having to wait for weeks, um, for a district court to like weigh in. And so they don't want to do that. And that makes sense because, you know, if you have to wait for a district court to either weigh in or sign something or, you know, sign the, um, the warrant, you know, it could take time and people could take those plants and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're not breaking the law anymore. So if the CCD goes in and they see the infraction like that, they can just right away oh, yeah, they down, do right pull there. the license, whatever, you know, like, you know, especially if it's someone that who's 
been breaking the law, you know, yeah. or been breaking the rules. You know, it's like, dude, we already told you, you know, all right, we're taking your license because one lawmaker said this during one of the committee hearings here in Cruces not too long ago. And I, you know, actually it wasn't on here in Cruces, it was online. I, I watched so many, I forget where they are sometimes. Um, he said, the cannabis license doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the state. You're not entitled to the license. It is a, um, it's a, not a right, you know, like you, hmm. you're, you're not entitled to it at all. The state owns that license. And that makes sense because when they yank your license, you have to give it back. And every year you have to reapply for it. So it's true. Yeah. So it's almost like we're just like borrowing it. Yeah. It's like we're borrowing it. You know, it's almost like, okay, thanks for letting us borrow it. And it's true. You know, we don't own that license whatsoever. It's being given to us for a fee, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can look at it like the fact that we're still able to sell weed legally though. Yeah. It's like, I count my blessings. It's like, you know, yeah. like it, could, it could be, it could be a lot worse. The fact that they're like, all right, you know, go, go ahead, go do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, all <laughs> as right. As long as they get their cut. Yeah, exactly. As long as they get cut, you know, and this is the game we all decided to play, yeah. you know, like, and if you're going to play this game, you got to play it. No, yeah. Know? We chose like, to like get in bed with the government pretty much. Like, all right, like you want to sell weed, like legally you put your name on freaking documents. Like yeah. this is like very, not what any of us are used to. Yeah. And like, you know, being on podcasts and like just putting your name on like, Hey, I sell weed for a living. Like yeah. it's, it's different now. Yeah. If you're going to trap for the government you're going to pay government trap prices. If you're going to trap by yourself, you're going to be on your own with that way too. So, I mean, the, the government has their go. points too. They got to get their points. Yeah, exactly. You know, they got <laughs> to get theirs too. So, and now the second part of this that I wanted to weigh in. So Duke Rodriguez, I don't know if you know who he is. He's from Ultra Health. He's okay. the, He's the CEO of Ultra Health. I've known Duke for years. Um, so he was in an article recently, and they released stuff talking about the Cannabis Control Division and the Tax and Revenue Department. And his issue is that they're not, his his math and you know his bean counters and everything, the math that they're doing, isn't adding up to what's really being sold and the plants out there, et cetera, et cetera. Which I can agree because there's a lot of fraudulent shit going on out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of tax fraud going on out there. There's a lot of people reporting plants that are being grown that aren't being grown. We'll get yeah. more to that here in oh, a minute. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can kind of agree with that and I can see where he's coming from. Um, so what, so what are you saying is like, yo, I'm looking at the data and we are growing 1 million plants and there's only uh, 600,000 plants being sold to cannabis dispensaries. Is that what you're saying? Sort of. It's more or less how much we're selling. You know, okay, we should yeah, yeah. be making many, many this pounds? much and we're only getting this much, you know, Got so it. what's going on? And I think it's not That's just... a rhetorical question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. It is a little bit of a rhetorical question. Yeah. And you know, there's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of data and stuff, there's a bunch of math, and I'm not gonna confuse everybody on here because yeah, I got a bunch of data on here. But you know, one thing I will say is that the the agency spokesperson, they they actually rebuttaled what Duke said and said, actually, you know, what he said is incorrect, blah, blah, blah. So there's actually some discrepancies. I'm not too sure whose math is correct, and that's one reason why. I can't, you can't rely solely on the math because you're not sure if that person's math is correct yep. or if they add and plugged in all the correct data or if they even, you know, accounted for, you know, um, stuff that you don't know, like, you know, the unknown foreseen things, you know? I, I think that uh, in these types of situations, um, and this is just my personal opinion, is I think that they need to get uh, people that are like small business owners kind of fighting these fights. And I think that when you see a, a chain of dispensaries fighting for, you know, like we're not making enough. Uh, it kind of comes off like, like a personal thing. Yeah. Where I think yeah. It's like, it sounds like they're fighting for themselves on that one. Yeah. It does. Um, I do think that that is true though. That that's a very valid fight. I just think that we need to have someone probably like smaller representative. So just, yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like it's just like, Oh, like I'm just trying to feed my own dispensaries here. Yeah. Like, I think they, they should do it though. Cause it's not a fact like they're most likely just the way it is in California. There's probably, you know, a lot of weed going outside the state. Yeah. You know, without a doubt. And, um, and one thing I will say on this is the reason why that this is happening is Duke was the only one who would sue back in the day. Mm -hmm. He would sue the state. He would sue whoever. And to be honest, all of his lawsuits only benefited us in the long run. But I think people got too comfortable with that. And they yeah. don't realize that you can sue the government. So if you're a business entity out there, you don't agree with the rules, the laws, whatever, or you feel that it's being interpreted wrong by the CCD because the CCD, they only follow the law to how they interpret it. And the, the law allows them to do that. So if you don't believe that it's being correct, you can sue them. And if the judge agrees, then they have to overturn their uh, interpretation to what the judge tells them. So this is what has happened many times. This is actually how we got um, tax-free cannabis um, cemented. Mm -hmm. Was In the state of New Mexico, all medication is tax-free. And so since cannabis is considered a medication, yep. it has to be tax-free, yep. regardless of what state law says because it's like a supreme state supreme court oh, yeah. ruling so um for a while they were taxing cannabis during the pandemic and so that ruling came down right right when it was starting to wind down and they said no it says in the law here in the cra you can't tax it and 
it's it's in you know um, in state constitution you can't tax it. The guy from Ultra Health was fighting that fight. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, Ultra Health was a part of that fight. That's dope. That's um, dope. So you know, and Workman's Comp was another one that you know he helped win. So oh, yeah. in the state of New Mexico, Workman's Comp has to pay for your cannabis. That's dope. Um, and that, that's another one that came from that. And you know, it's it's years and years of stuff. But so, someone's got to do it, man. That's scary sticking up for the government. It is. You know, that's some, but someone's got to do it. That's yeah, and I think collectively we all could do it on the smaller scale. Like yeah. you know, if if you feel whatever, I think we all could do that. But um, it would take a collective, a bunch of us together to do it. Yep. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. So um, just let you guys know that you can sue the government if you like. Um, so, but make sure it's worth it. You know, government's going to have like 20 lawsuits tomorrow. Like, yeah. Oh, right. like, oh, <laughs> stupid Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here comes the meat and bones of the thing. So remember I said that, you know, I think that that was just one problem, you know, with the taxing and stuff. Mm-hmm. However, come to find out Biotrack actually has a glitch right now. Mm-hmm. And in here it's saying, you know, in the articles, pretty much that Biotrack's the software, there's, there's having glitches. Well, in the past couple of days, I've actually had people reach out to me personally on my messages and tell me about these glitches. And one mm-hmm. today, he didn't even know about the message I got the day before about it. And he pretty much told me the exact same thing as a person before him. And I was like, this is crazy because now I have someone telling me that, okay, it's not charging the right taxes. And the way that I fixed it was I had to go in and read the code itself. Oh, you know, like, yeah, I had to go in and read the code and figure out and learn to read code first and go in and read it like, oh my God, this and this and nothing's being done. And the other person telling me, yeah, I don't know why it's not charging taxes. They're aware of it, but no yeah. one's helping me. No one's mm-hmm. getting back to me. You know, you know, I asked him, are you hitting up the state? You know, and I, I think that's the next move. But, you know, I think that would be your first move if you run into a problem like this, an encounter like that. Hit up the CCD first. Yeah. Um, let them know about your problem, what you're going through. So that way they don't come down on you because they're the regulators, you know, like. The, Biotrax is a company. Biotrax is the company. company. Yeah, yeah. These people can shut you down. So. You want to make sure that they're in the know that you're having issues and they'll work with you. You know, if you're having an issue like that, they'll want to fix it and help you fix it because they don't want you to get shut down. You know, that's the opposite of it, especially if you're a small business and you're from New Mexico. They don't want you to shut down. You know, like that's the thing. So keep that in mind. But Biotrack uh, could use a couple more uh, customer service representatives, I could say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're a little, they're a little yeah, tough, it's, man, you know. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the program itself is an app browser. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a browser app. Excuse me, I'm dyslexia. It's a browser app, meaning you have to use, like, Chrome, and you work on it in there. There's nothing you download, you know, none of yep. that stuff. So that probably doesn't help either. You know, yep. you don't have something physical on your computer that, you know, can update and has, you know, fancy little stuff. So I get why they did it because not everybody's going to have a computer to run a certain software like that that's powerful enough. Yep. If you use a web browser, more chances than likely you can run that. Um, so that makes sense coming from a technological side. However, it's not working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. No, I, 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 I've heard about the glitches. Even like I heard about like last year, there was like a time where it's like I think it went down for like a week. Yeah. And like what the state's like, all right, everyone just be good. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. just chill for a week. Yeah. You know, it's like yo, it's all they're doing is making it just too susceptible for people to take advantage of the system. Yeah. It's like. It's and, and right now taxes aren't being you know um, charged correctly. They're not being marked correctly. You know, so that. That falls back on the state and that falls back on to Biotrack. You know, that shouldn't really fall back on these businesses. So so some of these places, um, if you've been hemmed up on it, you may want to contact the CCD about it. You may want to contact a lawyer. Um, Like I said before, you know, you can sue the state when things go bad. Um, So if this is something that you fall under, you know, those are some options that you could take um, because, you know, they can answer your questions better than I can. But if something like this happens and you're noticing it, contact the CCD immediately. Stop what you're doing. Pause the screen where you are, take screenshots, whatever. Um, just make sure you have the evidence there. Take times um, that this event happened, et cetera, et cetera. And then call the CCD and make sure that you let them know because they could possibly help fix it or they can contact um, BioTrack and kick them in the ass and have them, you know, kind of fix the issue. Um, because this is, seems to be yeah, kind of a big problem. BioTrack has to, like, they're a company that has to, like, win the contract for the state. Yes. So it's like, yes. it doesn't, like, BioTrack isn't forever. Like, they could just be kicked out and, like, oh, yeah. they metric in. And to yeah. be honest, this past legislative session, just this past January, February, they did have a, um, a bill to come up with our own BioTrack, mm-hmm. like, you know, to for us to program it, which kind of scared me because I wasn't too sure how well that would go. I was like, oh, I don't know how that's going to go. But, you know, there are <laughs> other systems out there, but I do feel there needs to be more, you know, a better yeah. option. Do I feel like New Mexico can make that better option? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I would hate to say no, we can't. But then I would hate to be wrong when we do because we do some amazing shit sometimes. You know, we made the nuke, yeah. so you know we can probably make a better bio track. Um, maybe we would just hire Sandia Labs to do it, or maybe yeah. you know like Los Alamos Labs. You know, maybe they should do it because they can figure that out. But you know, all jokes aside, 
um, I do feel that we do need a better tracking system because oh, yeah. if people are getting either hemmed up or they're having issues with their business, which could get shut down yeah. due to a, a, something like this is that that's not even, that's out of their power. Um, this shouldn't be happening. You know, no, my, my, I mean, my biggest gripe with these track and trace systems is like, they're literally like setting up the state for failure. Yeah. 100%. Like they make it where it's like a fucking five, no offense, sorry, the language, like a, uh, like a five-year-old could, uh, um, could like get in this and like learn how to like backdoor or something like yeah. it's really bad. They make it too easy and that sucks because all it does is kill the farmers in the end. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so I would love to see someone that's just like, yo, this is tight. Like yeah. it's almost like too tight. Like, cause it's like, I, that's what I want to see. Like something that's just like impenetrable. Like, you know, you can't, can't get around it. Like the yeah. fact that they send like flower on BioTrack and says flower lot. Yeah. Like that's like, yo, then, like what the hell? And then you can't like, add <laughs> genetics, you know, like that, that's another part. And then like inhalable flower. It's like, great, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's, and then you have some people like, oh, well, if it lets you do it, just do it. And I'm like, that's not the right way to do it though. Like, you know, like just because something lets you do it doesn't mean it's not recorded and yeah. it's not, you know, going to be used against you. Oh, yeah. You know, just because you can do it doesn't mean it's right. You know, like I can do many things, you know, I the, can, the, the state audience is inevitable. Yeah. It will happen. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe next year, but, but you're going to get, everyone will get audited eventually. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? Yeah. And you know, your car just hasn't been pulled up yet. And those yeah. will, they might catch you with your pants down, oh, yeah. you know, and you don't want to get caught with your pants down guys, you know, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, that, that's why I feel these kind of, these two issues kind of mesh together. And when it comes with these, and it's kind of like, you know, my Intel analytical brain coming like, Oh, these things have a pattern. You yeah. know, like, oh, look at that. So History always repeats itself. And we're like, oh, yeah. well, maybe, maybe not here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hopefully not here. But, you know, we, we have a chance to not repeat history yeah. <laughs> right now. And right now, I kind of feel this issue is kind of bigger than what we're being told. And it's kind of going to be a bigger issue than what we know right now. Yeah. That's just my prediction on this. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Um, but I kind of feel this is going to be brought up to the light in the next uh, couple of weeks because... I'm getting messages of this glitch, and that's a big glitch because you know we're relying on these taxes um, to set a good example that we can regulate cannabis here in New Mexico and the fact that cannabis industry will work. Yeah. And if we can't do something this simple, then we're setting a bad example. Yeah, and I mean at the end of the day, it's like really why they need to fix this is like you know like I'll say it super blatantly. Um, I'm from California. We don't need any fucking California weed in New Mexico. Yeah, it's like we really you. just we really just need to have New Mexico weed here. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I don't think it's leaving New Mexico. I think it's coming in. Yeah. And that's what's going to ruin it for us. Is like we don't need Cali weed coming here. Yeah. Like you know it, it can go somewhere else, but we don't need it in our industry right now. Um. And I think that's what they really need to cut cut down on. Is like yeah, make it tighter. Well, speaking of Cali weed, let's move yeah. on to the next okay, subject, okay, which actually go. has California cannabis involved. Ooh, okay, with it. Okay. So it looks like another cannabis um retail um spot was shut down this week. In California? Uh, in Albuquerque. Oh, in Albuquerque. Okay. So these guys were actually not following, following the rules whatsoever. So the CCD went in, and it looks like they went in earlier this year and did the inspection when all this happened. Mm -hmm. Because if you look down on the list, you know, the CCD has everybody, yep. you know, all the bad kids. Um, so it looks like the first thing was in January, and then they finally came the other day and they gave them their decision. Yes. So these guys, they had almost a dozen infractions. Mm -hmm. and some of these were some big infractions. Mm -hmm. The number one that, you know, everyone's talking about and that I saw was they had a growth. Mm -hmm. and they had a license for the grow, but there was never any plants in the grow oh, at any time, but yet they were putting in the biotrack system, mm. which we were just talking about as flawed, <laughs> um, <laughs> that they were growing plants from seed to harvest, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. But there was never and one. Every time the CCD comes down, we just happen to chop down. We just you just clean the room. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever excuse they use, or maybe the CCD showed up one time. You know, yeah. like that's kind of what it seemed like to me. The CCD showed up once and said, "Oh, nobody." Yep. Um, because in the in the reports, it said that the agent went in there and did view no plants, no equipment, or anything for growing. Um, you know, pretty much an empty room. And so these guys, what they were doing is they were taking California cannabis, or actually, it said from an unknown place, but I'm pretty it's sure California. it's from California. Um, <laughs> they're going there, bringing it here, and selling it and making their money that way. I was looking at their sales. I mean, at the most, they were making I think eighty thousand. I think $80,000 was the most they were making. And now they're making about $40,000, you know, before they got shut down. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they were making a bunch. So it really wasn't even worth it. Yeah. You know, like, cause in the end, they, their sales weren't even that high. You know, like if they had high crazy sales, I'm like, dang, that sucks. But well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, because like from experience, it's like that, that system is taken advantage of a lot in California. Yeah. Um, you see it all over where you have manufacturing labs that don't have one freaking pipe in there and not one tube. You got micro grows and small grows in LA that don't have one plant in there. Yeah. And that's kind of like what you call like a burner license. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I think that in California, it's a little easier to hide because there's so many people, so many licenses and just, you know, the, the state doesn't have the, the bandwidth yeah. to check it. 
Um, I don't think New Mexico has the bandwidth as well, but um, everyone's going to have their day. And uh, I think that's just like, you know, they, that's if that's one that they want to do, run until the wheels fall off, that's great. But it's like, you know, it's going to be harder to, to hide New Mexico. No, 100%. You know, it sticks out like a sore thumb like this one. They, they couldn't hide for very long, yeah. you know, because, yeah, there's a lot of retail spots here, but we're still a small state. People talk. Um, and also, a lot of these spots are creating disgruntled employees. Oh, yeah. And disgruntled employees are the first one to tell on you. Oh, yeah. yeah I know what's up. The first one. They know everything. Yeah. And so if you create a disgruntled employee, guess who's calling the CCD? And that's what, how it always goes. That's, that's right. how it always goes. The person who just fired usually is the one that rats you out after. And yeah. That's, that's always the way it is. Yeah, and that's all it takes. That's <laughs> yeah. all it takes is that one person. You know, so I'll just let you guys know that the name of this establishment was Golden Roots in Albuquerque. So if you've ever purchased anything from there, most likely it wasn't legal. So unfortunately, you weren't uh, supporting local New Mexico. Yep. So keep that in mind next time you go to a spot um, here in New Mexico. If they seem shady, they might be shady and they might not be doing the right thing. Now, I will play devil's advocate. Uh, well, how do you feel? What, what do you think like like Top Crop Studio was in that? Because I feel like they're getting, they got kind of under the bus on that one. They kind of did. I they, mean... I understand guilty by association. I definitely understand that. Yeah. But also, like you have to look at it like, and I'm just coming from a from a retail owner uh, perspective because yeah. I really like what Top Crop does over there. Um, I think that like I don't want to believe that they really knew what was going on. Yeah. I think that uh, like our job as a retailer, of course, is to bet the flower. Yeah. But let's say like for instance, uh, XYZ grower from Clovis uh, comes in and says, "Hey, I got some really amazing product." He shows me a picture of the grow. It come it came on BioTrack. It's tested through uh, you know Argon Labs. It's like at that point. Like that's the due diligence. Yeah. Um. I know that you. Sh if there's rumors of it being Cali wheat, then yeah, maybe you should probably stay away from it. But I do think that like they didn't deserve to get thrown to the bus as far as like being like associated to like being like these guys like peddling Cali weed. I think that they were probably like in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And they probably should have looked a little closer. But yeah. I think that's like uh, at the end of the day, it's like you know we do our job, but it's like I can't like go to every single grow and and make sure like. You know, I have videos of like, hey, where were you yesterday? You weren't coming from Cali, were you? Like, yeah. you know, it's uh, and there has to be some trust in the industry yeah. at some point. You know, but like, yes, we need to do a due diligence. But yeah. yeah, I don't, I didn't feel that was fair either. I was like, well, guys, come on. I mean, like these guys, they could have been really good liars, yeah. like you said. You could have showed liars. amazing, you know, videos and photos yeah. on his phone. Like, oh, I just took this this morning. Yeah. You know, shows him the time, whatever. But it could have been his buddy in California sending him the video, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever it was, and this guy was, oh, this guy seems trusting, whatever, cool. You know, they have all the documentation, why not? Yep. It looks really good. Yep. You know, my, my customers will love this, you know. I So I can't really blame the retailer too much, more than I can blame the people who were being dishonest in telling people it was grown here. Oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're ruining it for everyone. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, just like, we really want to buy New Mexico weed here. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what we really want to do, and I'll be honest, like, there are amazing cultivators in New Mexico. Yeah, there are. Like, there, you, you may not like we're know where we're at. We're ag state. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I found so much good weed out here, like stuff that would night and day, like Pepsi challenge. Yeah. Like to anywhere else in the States. Like yeah. not just California, Colorado, anywhere. It's, we just have really good weed here. Yeah, we do. And you know, we, we find it all the time. And you know, I kept telling this when we were in medical. I'm like, we have some really good home growers because a oh, lot yeah. of the people that are growing now in the industry, we're all at home. And those are dudes who got the little micro licenses. Exactly. Now they're, they're growing a 10 lighter, 20 lighter. Just killing it. You yeah. know, just doing great. Mm -hmm. You know, like Zach and his cousin, they're doing amazing. You know, Love his it. story, their story alone, you know, is just like, wow. You know, because, you know, his, his cousin came from, you know, the, the old market and everything. And, you know, he, he's the same thing. You know, he's one of those New Mexico growers that's just killing it now. You, you can taste corporate weed and you can for sure taste passion. Yeah. And uh, all these dudes here, especially like, you know, Zach and Eric, dude, they got a lot of passion for what yeah, they do, man. Yeah, 100%. And you can tell when it's grown up love. Um, but it uh, looks like the CCD gave Golden Roots 14 days. Um, so someone had told me that they were still operating and I had to let them know. 14 like, days to do what? To give them the license to stop operating. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. I figured it would be a cease well, operation. What's, what's the point of even doing it two weeks? Like, hey man, you got, you got two more weeks to trap it. Like get, yeah. get your bread up. And then, like, it's <laughs> probably per the CRA and that probably might be one of the okay. things that they want to be like, Hey, due to the law, we have to give them this amount give of time. A chance that we yeah. Maybe remedy or and like, that yeah. could be one of the things that they want changed in the CRA, which I agree because you know, um, the, the, this, something like this needs to get shut down quickly. Yeah. You know, like we don't need this on our record and also if we keep messing up you know the federal government can come down too oh, yeah. you know and they can come down anytime they want but if we start making a ruckus like that you know they'll come down like hey new mexico's not regulating what the fuck's going on we're going to yep. start raiding your shit yep. you know since you guys aren't but you know we're kind of starting to and i think uh, with us changing the cra um we'll be able to kind of regulate things a little bit yep. easier you know i like that so you I agree. Know, it, it, we need to tighten it up and i hate to say that you know we you know we need the man, but you know at the same time, you know, there, if this is a legal market, this is a legal industry. Mm -hmm. It needs to be fair for everybody, oh, you yeah. know. And we need to make sure that everybody is playing by the rules, you know. And Next. inspections are a part of that. So you don't want to be like Golden Roots; they have almost a three hundred thousand um, dollar fee from this or oh, fine. Oh shit! Yeah, and they're okay. shut down. They were only making forty three thousand um, dollars when they got shut down. So 
they're going to have to figure that out. I have no clue because I just don't want anybody else to go through that. If you guys are going to play dumb games, you're going to win that dumb prize. Oh, yeah. You know, and no, that dumb prize. Yeah, it does. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, dude. You know, and I, I can't feel bad for these guys because they went out of their way yeah. to scam people. Oh, you yeah. know, they, they scammed, you know, a top crop dark matter. Yeah. They scammed who knows whoever else yeah. that had their their flower. You know, and I'll mean, suck for a retail to get thrown to that. Like, thank God I didn't work with them because that would have sucked. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Man, just, just what I needed, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, now it's like crap. You know, I'm like, no, I got to go to every freaking farm and look at the actual yep. plants they're growing. Yep. You know, because this might happen. And I have a feeling that there's a couple more people that are operating this oh, yeah. way, even here in town. Oh, yeah. You know, so we'll see. You know, um, it all comes out in the wash, yep. you know, and if not, the rinse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway that's that's all i had for that one everybody you know that's all the topics do you have anything else you know before that one no man i think this is great man i love what you're doing dude um i think that we need to educate ourselves more uh, yeah. we're in a great opportunity to be like even at any state we're like on the front line of what yeah. we do so i think it's a really admirable role that you play i play everyone in this industry from bud tender to owner to grower yeah um, we literally are kind of like building the future for this industry and hopefully they'll like write a book about us one day, yeah. maybe a little movie or something like that, like yeah. all the struggles and shit. Yeah. Uh, maybe even the Netflix special. But uh, for now, it's like you know we're, we're doing the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing all the hard work for everybody you know, in the future. So hopefully they'll you know at least say thanks yeah. <laughs> at least <Yeah>. once. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everybody for watching. But before I go, I want to give you guys a couple of bonus informations. Um, informations. Wow, listen to my new Mexican coming out. Uh, so some <laughs> bonus information for you guys: the CCD is having a I invest New Mexico workshop. And what this is for is the cannabis business owners like yourself and everyone else, a few that are probably watching, um, a workshop to kind of get everybody educated. You know, they're going to have the city of Albuquerque, the city of Cruces there, a bunch of other speakers. They're going to be giving tips. I don't know. They, they usually allow people to ask questions too. Oh. So, you know, you can be in the chat and ask questions. Okay. And they'll have a moderator there and they, they can ask a live question. So this would be a great time to learn. So if you guys are just getting into the industry or you've been here the whole time, this is a great time for you to get in here and kind of sharpen your skills a little bit, sharpen your knowledge, because the more knowledge that you have, the more profitable you're going to be. Knowledge you know, is power. Exactly. And in this industry, knowledge equals money. Yep. Um, so, you know, the better you do, um, the more money you're going to make in the end. So I want to tell you that. Also, uh, the New Mexico Growers Cup is going to be in Sunland Park November 18th. Um, I will be sharing that all over my socials and everything. So make sure you follow me, and um, that way you can get all the information. Um, anything before we head out? No, man, it was great to be here. Yeah, I'd love to have you here, man. Great oh, yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate your outlook and everything. So cool. We're just getting started, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to get out of here, everybody. I'll see you all next week. Season ends here in a couple weeks. We'll be back in January. So uh, I appreciate y'all being here for this first season. We'll be back season two, but not right now, here in a couple weeks. So I'll see y'all next week. Shoots.